Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey, this is Jennifer with Dr. Marketing Tips, and I want to say thank you for joining us here today. Now, today's interview is with Miss Jennifer Taggart. Now, I've known Jennifer for a long time. In fact, um, I worked with Taggart when she worked for a very large hospital system. She had several roles while um, she was there, but our paths crossed directly when she was director for their foundation. And I was a member of the board for their foundation. And later we got a chance to work together while she was um, heading up the marketing team for the hospital. And I was responsible for the marketing of a, um, a pretty large com- company in the Southeast United States. Now you'll hear me refer to her as Taggart. And that is because she and I have the same initials, JT. And people used to get confused of Jennifer versus Jennifer, so we just started calling her Taggart, and it has stuck. So I've worked with Taggart for the past decade or so. In fact, when I started my business back in 2005 providing marketing services for physicians, I often partnered with Taggart to handle the physician relations aspect of the contract. It just wasn't something that I wanted to get my hands into. It was um too down and dirty and um, was very labor intensive and I just didn't have the personality for going out and building those referrals. But in the next couple of minutes, um, Jen's going to share with you her experience working directly with private practices to build physician referrals. And um, if I can say one thing, I'd say listen to what she says because she is in the trenches day in and day out. And she knows how to build relationships. She's very good at building and managing relationships and using those relationships to help increase referrals. Plus, if your docs ever give you one of those BS excuses as to why they don't think they need to go out there and build relationships that the referrals should just come to them, you can say, look, I was listening to the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast, and they had somebody on there that does um, physician referrals and physician visits on a day-to-day basis, and she said what you need to be doing is getting the doctor out there because that's the number one way you can build referrals. Now, Jen's going to give you all kinds of other ways when your doc won't go out that you can use to build those referrals. But I think that if anything, if you learn anything at all today, you're going to feed off of her energy, hopefully. And um, there's a couple of great takeaways that I'm sure she's going to leave you with that you can use literally this afternoon or tomorrow when you go out there and try to build referrals for your private practice. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Corey and Jennifer, and we'll go ahead and get this interview started. Thanks a lot for joining us. All right. Thanks, Jen. And thank you, other Jen, for joining us today. My pleasure. Well, perfect. All right, let's uh, let's jump right in. So, for our listeners, um, tell us a little bit about your role and your experience with referral marketing for physician offices. Absolutely. Um, I would say about 12, 15 years ago, I worked for a large hospital system, um, and in that, I my role was marketing. Um, and one of the things that I learned quite quickly um, working for a large hospital system is that. They would recruit 
new physicians in various different specialties um, to work within the hospital system. Uh, they had a marketing team. They called them physician liaisons. And those physician liaisons would spend about 30 to 90 days marketing that physician in its respective community. Um, they would take them out and make personal introductions. They would do community events, um, community talks where that physician would talk about their specialty to the community and really spend a good 90 days marketing that physician to the community. After that 90 days, that physician was on their own pretty much to market their own specialty, which was really difficult especially for a physician coming in from another city or another um, state. They didn't know anyone in the community, and they, and they certainly didn't know that much about the community itself. So when I, when I left the hospital system, I realized that that was a huge niche um, because there were physicians, specialty physicians primarily, within our community that, that really that were not associated with the hospital, and they were independent physicians, and they really didn't have that benefit. They didn't have that uh, physician liaison, if you will, to market them within the community as well as within the physician community. So I saw it as a great opportunity to go ahead and, and start doing that for some of these independent physicians. Um, and it's worked quite well. It's definitely a need. Yeah, definitely. And I think I speak for our listeners when I, I say, you know, we all kind of know that this referral marketing, you know, we consider it a, a vital tool to bring in more patients and to kind of get the physician out there in in the community. Um, and even when you don't have the time, you better make some time to, to go ahead and do these visits. Absolutely. Um, in, in today's ever-changing healthcare um, environment, a lot of these specialty physicians, they're dependent on referrals. Um, even though um, patients nowadays are so much more educated and they don't necessarily always depend on a physician referral, they do still start with who the, their, their own primary care physician has referred to them. So, so it's definitely, and, and you have the patient now that, that is very in tune with their body. They, they absolutely know, okay, my ankle hurts, my knee hurts, my back hurts, you know, whatever the case may be, and they know they need to go see an orthopedic or they need to go see a, a vascular surgeon or they, you know, they, they know enough um, to, to realize what specialists they need to see. And, and, and nowadays, our specialist website, they have so much information for patients on their website that a lot, a lot of times patients are doing it themselves. So these specialty physicians and just physicians themselves really need to be very savvy and, and, creative in how they're marketing their practice. Yeah, and I would say that there's there's two different type of, of patients. There's the one patient like you were just describing that says, you know, my ankle hurts, well I'm gonna go look up something and I'm gonna I'm gonna find a foot and ankle specialist and I'm gonna go see them. And then there's another patient where they're they're gonna go to their primary and they say my ankle hurts and the primary is gonna say, well go see this doctor and they're not gonna question that at all. They're gonna say, you know, I trust this guy and he says to go see this physician, so that's exactly what I'm gonna do. And that's kind of the importance of the referral marketing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So w with that said, uh, a lot of times um, from, from what we see from the marketing standpoint is the referral marketing is just kind of like 
someone going out there, driving around, maybe checking off a list, and there's there's no way of really tracking or doing any sort of follow-up. Is, is that what you've seen in your experience, and, and why do you think that is? Honestly, the, the biggest mistake, I think, that physician offices make is that they don't know where and who their referrals are coming from. When you talk about tracking, it's so important to know where your referrals are coming from. If you take a marketplace and you have, you know, you use Orlando as an example, you know, you have your north side, your south side, your east side, your west side. If, you, if you're centrally located or wherever your location may be, if you don't know or have a good handle on where your referrals are coming from, you're, you're really missing the boat. So it's having a proper tracking system, and, and it's like everything else. You know, you, you can, especially for referring or physicians, specialty physicians, um, referrals come in, and it's so, so vitally important that that person taking that appointment takes the information of where that patient is coming from. It is so important because if you do not know where your referrals are coming from, you don't know where to market. So would you say that to implement that tracking system that, that you talked about, that's probably the best way to do it is just make sure that the front desk knows to get that information? It's not even the front desk. It's that person and the scheduler. Mm -hmm. Whoever that person is that is taking the calls or taking the, making the appointment, that you get all of the patient's information correctly. You know, whether they're a self-referral, whether they've been referred by another physician, whether they've been referred by a friend, you know, irregardless, you need to know where your patient base is coming from. Okay, so let's say I've, I've started to collect this data and, and I'm, I'm running this practice and I, I see who's coming from the north side, south side, east side, west side. Well, what do I do with it at that point? What if my, if my numbers are really low, let's say, on the south side? What, what would someone in that position do? That's when you take a very targeted focus and you look at, okay, let's just say, you know, obviously for a specialty physician, which is most of um, the time who is looking for their referrals, you look at where your hole is. So if there's a specific, uh, you know, maybe it's your Hispanic market that you're missing or Maybe it is, you know, a certain demographic, you know, if it's an internal, you know, if you're getting a lot from family practice, but you're not getting a lot from internal medicine, you really try to study your data and know where you are, where you have holes. And then at that point, you make an effort to go to those offices, introduce yourself to the referral coordinator, explain, you know, let them know what your practice does. Let them know the differentiators in your practice. You know, if you have a physician that has a specific team that travels with that physician on a day-to-day on a -day basis, if you have a variety of offices, let them know what your process is for referring a physician. Give, make it as easy for them to refer to your practice as possible. They need to be informed. They need to have any kind of um, information that they can give to their patients when referring to you. Um, if you have a faxable referral form that um, they can fax in for the patient, um, any, any kind of information that you can give to them that would make that referral uh, process easier is definitely what you need to focus on. And then going one step further, if, 
your physician can go out and have a one-on-one meeting. That's huge. That's a huge, huge. It speaks volumes. For sure. Okay, so, uh, from, so from what I'm hearing is um, want to make sure that it is as easy as possible. You can get the physician out. Definitely want them to go. Um, would you suggest that someone has like an elevator speech kind of prepared when they walk into these offices, or does it differ office by office? You know what? It differs office by office. By office. Um, you definitely want to, you know, you can get a feel walking into an office and, and what what they like. You know, if you walk into an office and you see that 90% of the signs in that office are Spanish, um, you know that that is a very, there is a very high patient population of Spanish-speaking people. So you want to make sure that you highlight the things in your practice. We do have um, people in our office um, that do speak Spanish. Um, one of our physicians speaks Spanish. Um, we can definitely take care of your patient, your Spanish-speaking population. Okay. So you, you want to look for those key indicators when you walk into an office that you can point out that um, correlate with your practice, that okay. are similarities. Okay. So let's say you come in, and you make the introduction, you leave your uh, material behind for the practice. What are your thoughts on leaving any sort of promotional product behind, like a pen or a notepad? Do you think that really makes a difference? I, honestly, I mean, it's nice to have. You definitely don't want to go in empty-handed. But my personal preference is that, you know, you want to go in with information and you want to trickle that information out. Um, many times I've seen clients that put everything that they have into one package um, and it really doesn't leave anything else. It's overwhelming. Um, consistency, consistency is key. You know, you want to, you know, go in, you know, the first time you go in, it's an initial introduction. They may not have ever heard from your practice before. The second time you go in, you're, you're probably reminding them um, on, on a month-to-month -month basis. It's, the second visit is usually a reminder. By the third time, you're starting to build a relationship with that referral coordinator, your front desk people, um, maybe the physician if you get to visit the physician, but usually it's, it's with that front desk person and your referral coordinator. By the fourth visit, that's usually when you can start talk, drilling down into different details about your practice and different ways that you can assist them and help that referral process being easier. So having something and that trickle of information coming to them on a regular basis, that's key. Okay, and I think that's a really important point to make is for some, is some of the practices that are a little bit smaller and they don't have a big budget is you can go out and do these things and you can just have the information with you and you don't need a big promotional product budget or something like that. You know, you don't always have to have a bunch of junk with you. No, absolutely not. They want information. So usually what I do is the first time I go out, I have some information, some general brochure from that practice. The second time I go, I usually take business cards, a stack of business cards, and I say, hey, listen, these are a great way when you're referring a patient, go ahead and give them one of our business cards. The third time I go in, I usually say to them, you know, do you use referral forms? Here's a stack of referral forms. You can fax them into the office and you can give one to the patient as well. And I point out that on those referral forms, there's our website so the patient can go on and learn a little bit more about our practice. The fourth time I go in, it's usually just to say hi. I have all of the information that I had before. 
um, and give them whatever they need. Sometimes they'll be out of business cards by that point. Um, I ask them if they need any information. Um, one of the things I do, like I do have a client that has um, referral, that has business cards for their scheduler. So it's not just a general number to the practice. It's a number for the scheduler in my client's office so that they have a direct line to um, making a patient referral or giving a patient the exact number that they need to call so they're not lost in a phone tree. or And it makes them feel a little bit special. So every time you go in, it can be something small, uh, just a little bit more information about the practice. And if there is a service, that you provide that is different or special to your practice, absolutely highlight that. And that can be as easy as a, as a simple flyer or, or just a simple note card that says, we do this. Just to that point with the note card, um, that's another way. Um, if, if, you, if you're in visiting a practice and they've never referred to you before, and in, the, in that, you know, 60 to 90 day time frame they have referred a patient for you, taking a thank, a personal thank you note from your office, that also speaks volumes. And it's another way or reason or having a takeaway, something that you can bring into the office as well, having that thank you note. Um, that also speaks volumes. Yeah, that goes a long way because you don't often see where you get a handwritten note anymore. So. It just, like you said, it, it goes a long way. And I want to touch on the phone tree for a second, too. I think it's important to say that when these offices call, they have a direct line to an actual person. Because, Absolutely. yeah, nothing worse than when they're trying to make a referral and they get caught in the phone tree. They get frustrated and they don't have, they're just like, you know, the, the office receiving the call. They have a lot going on, too. They're seeing a ton of patients all day. They, you know, these poor people have. <laughs> you know, it's just a million and one things to do. So to be sitting on the phone for 10 or 15 minutes just to refer a patient, you'll lose a referral that way because somebody else, your competition, is doing it better. Yeah, and that goes back to the point you were making earlier about just making it as easy as possible for these folks. Yes, yes. And so one thing I wanted to ask you about when you when you were discussing your tips there was uh, you mentioned that when you go back a second, third, fourth time, um, how do you keep track of that? Do you keep a, a spreadsheet yourself that you just make sure to regularly update? You know, just make sure that the data is correct and you're going to the right offices on the right days. I do. Um, I I have a formal spreadsheet that I provide to my clients, but I have a notebook in my car because I write down little things when I come out of the office. So obviously, the name of who I spoke to, so that I know the next time I go in. Um, but I also write down little things. Um, if the referral coordinator isn't there because her sister was getting married, I write that down. Um, if there was a birthday going on in the office, um, I write that down. Um, if uh, the doctor was on vacation or somebody was on vacation, I write that down. So that the next time I go in, it sparks my memory so that I'm when I go back in, oh, I know you were on vacation last month. Did you have a good time? Where'd you go? Oh, and it starts to build that personal relationship because just like in any other business, people refer to people that they like. So even if, you know, your services are exactly the same as the next guy, but somebody's in there building that relationship and your competitor is not, they're going to refer to you because they have a relationship with you. 
they feel like they can pick up the phone at any given time. You know about them. You know their name. You've made that extra effort to make somebody feel important. And that really makes a big difference. Yeah, for sure. I, like you said, people do business with who they like, they know, and they trust. And, you know, who doesn't love to feel important? <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, I say from experience, you know, just my little notebook in there. Somebody was out of maternity leave and, you know, you ask to see their pictures of their baby or, you know, you ask how their vacation was. Yeah, it makes you their know, day. It makes them feel important. Yeah. Right. It makes them feel important. You know, they can't believe that you remembered that. You know, so for me, I do keep a notebook in my car, um, and every time I go out, I look at what happened last time, um, and sometimes there isn't anything, and that's okay, too. You know, sometimes there's there's no notes, and, you know, sometimes no news is good news. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, don't expect that there'll always be something, but, but when there is, it's always good to, to write that down. Um Especially names for me, because I'm not always great at remembering people's <laughs> names. So for me, I write, you know, um, the referral coordinator or the front desk person's name down so that when I go in, I remember. Um, and and that, that makes people feel important, too, because they only see you once a month, sometimes twice a month, depending on, you know, what the client's needs are. But that, that does, that personal touch does change things. Okay, great tips. So there is one thing that our listeners should remember above all else as they're uh, turning off the podcast today. What would that be and why? The tracking. Um, knowing where and who your referrals are coming from is absolutely pivotal. You can hire a physician liaison to just randomly go out in the community and five of the 20 visits that you're if you're doing could be ones that you've never got before and the rest of them are all physicians that are already referring to you. And again, that's not to say that they shouldn't. You shouldn't visit them because always saying thank you is, is, a good, um, is a good thing to do. But when it comes down to it, you really need to know who is referring to you and who is not. If you're going to spend the time and you're going to spend the money, to do referral marketing, it is absolutely crucial that you know where you need to go and what where you need to spend your time. Perfect. All right, well, we are just about out of time, so I want to say thank you again, Jennifer, for joining us. Thank you. And we will talk to you soon. All right, Corey, great interview with Taggart. And, um, you know, I've known Taggart for a long time. She has some great, um, great insights into it. She's very grassroots, tells you just like it is. And the biggest takeaway I've got, and I think everybody else will agree, is that phone trees suck. <laughs> yeah, they are the absolute worst. worst. Yeah, whether you're a patient or, you know, a referring physician, no matter what the case is, you need a direct number and you need it now. And, you know, how Taggart was saying that consistency is like the most important thing when you're going out and visiting offices. And sometimes you just have to come up with these crazy ideas, whether you think they're, you know, if, if it's information people already know, well, what Corey just said is a great marketing tip. You, um, you have a, a direct number, you put it on a flyer and say, we've listened to what you've asked for. We've heard your feedback and we now have a direct line for scheduling your patients. Even if you already had the direct line all these times, 
If you have something, you tell them, then it becomes a marketing promotion and you can go out there and market it and that gives you a chance to be more consistent with your referrals. And it gives you a chance and a reason to go back into that office to deliver that flyer. And I will say, knowing Taggart for as long as I have, I almost fell out of my chair when she said that keeping track of her visits <laughs> was so important because God love her, but um, she's not the best at using Excel or using an app or using Salesforce and um, tracking those things. And so I think that's, that's an important takeaway as well. Yeah, and, and whether you're the best or not, I don't think it really matters so much as long as there's some sort of system. It doesn't really matter what, but if you're writing down, like she mentioned, um, writing down little things you'll remember, like birthdays, anniversaries, if they were on vacation. Well, that's because Taggart's a great BSer, and she's a great <laughs> conversationalist, and so if she can remember those little pieces of information, she knows that's how she's going to get the doors open. Sure, and but you know, even if even if you're a little nervous about going into these places and you're, you're not a great BSer, writing that stuff down... It's like having the answers to the test. And then on top of that, if you can write down, you know, names and when you were last there, you can kind of plan accordingly. So as long as you've got some sort of system and you're not just kind of flying by the seat of your pants, you'll see a bigger return on your referral visits. Yeah, it's true. And, um, you know, it goes back again to being consistent. And so you've got to track where you've been. You've got to be consistent. You need to understand what, um, how those conversations went or didn't go. And um, you use that, and when you're proving your value to your physicians or the practice manager or whomever, um, you've got it written in black and white, and you can share what, what's happened and, and what you can expect. And you can create some expectations and some projections based on where you've been. Or maybe you get out there and you say, you know what, referral marketing just doesn't work for us. But that's not usually the case. That's all we've got today. Um, I think this is a good place to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And Taggart, we love you. We can't wait to hear about your next adventure out there marketing to physicians. Thanks, guys. We will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.